We'll start in five, four, three, two, one. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Welcome to Why I'm Unscripted, a podcast series dedicated to talking about issues for the youth, from the youth. So today we're going to talk about something that is very, uh, very well needed. It's something that everyone has dealt with or is dealing with uh, in their life, and that is peer pressure. Peer pressure is something that every teen goes through, every young adult goes through, even every child goes through their life in some way, shape, or form, and it's always there. Let's start by um, introducing the, the people that we have. So I have myself here, Abdurrahman, and then we have Hafsa. Sankam. Wahaj. Assalamualaikum. And Sanya. Assalamualaikum. All right, so, today, so let's start by talking about what is peer pressure? Well, if you Google it, I can read what Google says. Go ahead. Let's, let's, let's see what Google yeah. says. Yeah. It says peer pressure or social pressure is influence a peer group, observers, or an individual exerts that encourages others to change their attitudes, values, or behaviors to conform to those of the influencing group or individual. From the most reliable source, Wikipedia. <laughs> are you reading it? You know, I'll be reading that. Like, I lost, like, my attention. And I might just want someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, in summary, it's when a group or an individual uh, does something so that someone else changes to conform to the first person. Okay, so it's like kind of you're tricked into doing something that you normally wouldn't do, right? I don't think mm-hmm. tricked. Persuaded. Think tricked. Yeah. Persuaded? Persuaded into doing something you usually wouldn't do by yourself. Okay, let's go with that. It can be positive or negative, too. Yeah. I think for peer pressure, we always assume that it's negative, but there's also such a thing as positive peer pressure. Very true. Mm-hmm. All right. So there's obviously different forms of peer pressure. You know, not every peer pressure is the same. There's good and bad. Um, let's talk about the most popular one and the one that most of us have or will face, have or have faced, which is the peer pressure of friends. Uh, for those that have friends. I know. I'm sorry, Wahaj. I'm an imaginary friend. Oh, man. Does he peer pressure you a lot? Does yeah. he tell you to pray? I mean, that'd be good. Yeah, actually, it was good. He made me sign up for the podcast, too. Dang. I'm sorry <laughs> to hear that. Yeah. So, peer pressure with friends. Uh, has anyone experienced? Probably yes. But has anyone, like, can you tell a time where you experienced peer pressure with friends? Uh, in a bad or good way? Mm. In a good way, yeah, definitely. Like, because you have like, you always have people that give you like a positive flow, that peer pressure that they give. Because I feel like a lot of influence people, like the influence they give, could be like a, a form of peer pressure as well. If you have like people that like are like consistent with prayers, them just like going and praying <laughs> is just like peer pressure on me to pray. Like, because like if I'm like with a, if I'm with a friend, and like when it's Usher time and he starts praying. Like obviously, like then I'm gonna go pray. But if I'm with a group of friends that like they're just like, sitting around when it's a lot of time and they're not going to pray, then like it's not gonna give me like the, the pressure on me to like uh, get up and pray as well. that's praying. Right. I mean, that's where like youth groups and neighborhoods come in, uh, right? You know, you can <coughs> you spend a whole day with uh, a bunch of people that you know are trying to learn more about Islam. And you can, you obviously you're gonna pray at least one with a group, uh, and that's kind of, you're kind of 
peer pressured into praying because everyone's going to pray. You're not going to be the only one to like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm going to skip out on prayer. Everyone's going to look at you like you're weird. Has, ever, has that ever happened to anyone's neighborhood? I, that happened to my neighborhood a couple of times. What was it? Like someone just not wanting to pray. Someone just not wanting to pray? Mm. Yeah, like... Like, 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 oh, in the like when you're in the mosque, like, uh, that's kind of hard, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's fun. Like, I've been, like, with a group of friends, like, outside. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, okay, yeah. Like, we'll be in the mall. Like, like three of us will pray, then there'll be the one dude that'll be like, mm, nah, I'm not down on it. But, like, like with, with like, NeighborNet has never been like that. And they'll come like, up with, like, an excuse, like, oh, I don't want to put my head on the floor or something is dirty. Yeah, yeah. I don't have wudu. I'm like, yeah, wash right there, man. <laughs> <laughs> my shoes are too nice. <laughs> something like that. Anyway, what about the sisters? Do you guys... What forms of peer pressure do you guys get from friends? Mm. So like whether or not I mean, for me, like, I know I've had positive and negative peer pressure, but the positive peer pressure definitely has impacted me much more. <laughs> like, I was pressured into becoming NeighborNet coordinator. It was not out of my own doing, like, <laughs> at all. Um, even when I became president of our MSA, I was, that was all peer pressure. Like, I was like, there's no way I'm doing either. And it was just, everyone was in my ear. And basically it was just people, they just put my name down as, okay, this is the new, this is the new coordinator. This is the new president. And I just had to deal with it. And it actually being like, it ended up being like a really great thing for me. So, um, that was when I got around like my really good friends and like now they're like my best friends. So, um, they always want, they always take credit for a little bit of where I am now because they did really pressure me like. I was fighting them for a long time, but, you know, finally fell into it. Cool. I'm sorry to hear that. But, <laughs> yeah, neighborhood coordinator is not an easy thing to do. Yeah. Uh, anything else about friends? So uh, I feel like friends, I mean, obviously it depends on what type of friends you have. Right? There's the good type of friends and the bad type of friends. And then we'll go over a little bit about the friends thing later in Hufsa psychoanalysis. Yeah, your friends define you, right? They Basically, whatever they do, you're going to do. Uh, no matter what type of person you are, if you have a bad group of friends, you're going to eventually end up doing bad things. Um, and if you have a good group of friends, and if you're a bad person, eventually you're going to end up doing some sort of good things because, uh, you know, you want to <clears throat> be part of the group and not be alienated because those are your, your that's, that's like, without them, you don't have anyone else, theoretically. You know, obviously you can find more friends, but when you're like in high school, high school or middle school, like you're not thinking like that. You're like, oh, this is, this is my life. Like without this, I have nothing. Uh, so let's let's go. What about what about society? Like the peer pressure that we get from society as a whole. Uh, that's a little bit more broader. I feel like, and you're gonna have to think a little bit. But obviously, we get peer pressured from society as well. Yeah, especially I feel like you know as. American Muslim youth, a lot of the stuff that um, Islam tells us to do is the stuff that, you know, isn't necessarily, like, cool in society. You know, one of, like, like a really obvious thing, you know, for, um, on the girls' perspective, like, the way we dress. Like, a lot of times, you know, what's trendy to wear isn't what's Islamically appropriate. Actually, nowadays, I feel like long and loose clothing is more in style, but when I was a little younger, like, when I was a teenager you know, those kinds of clothes, like, weren't cool. So, like, I definitely stood out in high school. So I feel like the teenagers growing up right now have it, like, a little easier in terms of 
dressing because uh, you could still be like fashionable and not like stick out like a sore thumb trying to be like a good Muslim. <laughs> yep. That's the same thing with beards too, man. Now nah, beards are beards like the are beards, beards, yeah. beards are in. Everybody's beards are trendy. getting like a, everybody's getting a sick <laughs> line in these days, bro. But they don't know where it started. <laughs> we mm-hmm. do. All right. Now, like with the long shirts and stuff, I'm like, that's all come from Muslim fashion. Like, I don't. It's just yeah, they <laughs> gave in, man. They gave into the swag. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, one story that I remember from like. Um, the story of the prophets when it comes to peer pressure is the story of Lut uh, You know, he his society was uh, was very uh, they were a homosexual society, right? And his, so the story of when the the four really good angels came to visit Lut uh, You know, everybody knocked on his door saying, "Hey, you know, let us in. Like, we want to see these guys." And he didn't like that's a peer that's that's a form of peer pressure. That's a form of societal peer pressure. To kind of give in and say like, okay, you know, like, you know, I'll let you guys do whatever you want. But he didn't let the, but he didn't, uh, you know, conform to them. Uh, and he stood up, stood up against uh, that form of peer pressure, which is obviously that, bad. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. And that can be said for Yusuf alayhi salam too, with what he went through with all the women and stuff. He didn't give in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, all the prophets overall, like, you know, whenever yeah. they came with a message, you know, the message that they were, you know, bringing was contrary to what was uh, prominent in society. Very true. Yeah, I mean, even the prophets of Islam had societal peer pressure to, you know, give up his his preaching so that he could be, like, the wealthiest person in Mecca that he chose not yeah. to. So they even offered him, they're like, they're like, we'll give you, like, like, the best of money, best of women, best of everything. If you just like stop spreading the message of like just stop spreading the message. And they like told him, they'll give you, they told him, give everything. Like they told, actually, I heard from I heard, like they will make him like a king or something like that if he just like stop what he was doing. But he still didn't stop. Yeah, I mean that takes that takes a lot of discipline. You know, oh, it's a lot of money. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, imagine if, like, Donald Trump came to you, he's like, hey, I'm going to give you, like, $2 million. All you have to do is support me. <laughs> like, yeah. Small loan, $2 million. <laughs> in, like, right? Fine Small pr- loan. Yeah, in, like, fine print, it's like, oh, by the way, this is a loan. <laughs> <laughs> it's paying interest. All right. Yeah, there's so much repression, like, the, like, like, Daisy Society as well, man. Because, like, what they, like, cause they expect you to, like, major in like such a thing like engineering doctor lawyer yeah like one time like 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 last year like i wanted to ma- major in journalism right so like this one auntie she asked me, like what are you trying to major in i said journalism i don't know bro i said journalism i don't know how the hell she heard engineering bro <laughs> like like where does where does that go in bro? like how does journalism go in engineering she's like i'm like yeah i'm majoring in journalism she's like oh engineering i'm like no <laughs> and, like it's, and it's so hard to like, explain to them what it is Wait, I have a I have a funny story that's similar to that. Once, uh, when I was in high school, I wanted to major in political science, and so this uh, auntie asked me what I wanted to major in, and I was like, political science, and she's like, oh, which science? And I was like, political <laughs> science, and then she was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend who's who's majoring yeah. in film, and man, he gets so oh, much. That's crap. cool. Yeah, but that's awesome. Yeah, it's cool though. I, I you know he's a really good friend of mine. 
and it's so much crap. And he told me one time, like, there was a girl, um, she pretended, like, she told her, like, they're friends, <coughs> and she told her parents that he was gonna, like, she was gonna marry him if they don't, like, get her a car or something. And so she got a car, so that he <laughs> so that she what? wouldn't end up married. I was like, wow, dude, that's so harsh. <laughs> Because he's a film major? Yeah, because he's a film major. <laughs> it's like, oh my, oh my gosh. Which actually brings us to a, a good uh, transition to our next topic, which is peer pressure from family. Hey. So a family obviously pressures us um, in what we do, what we want to do. I'm, I'm curious, like, is there peer pressure from families for, for sisters? Like, in what way I mean, does that happen? Yeah. I mean, for yeah. me... Um, I guess I'm not a disappointment, but I'm majoring in child and family studies, which is kind of like social work. And uh, I was told I was crazy. Um, They're like, absolutely no way you're supposed to be a lawyer. Are you supposed to be a doctor? And I'm like, no, that's not who I am. But uh, even like to this day, like I'm told that I took the easy way out for my major, but I don't think my major is very easy. Um, I'm like, Muslims need a lot of help psychologically. (laughs) Um, so yeah. So like a lot of times though, you know, you know, I got into a really good master's program and like now they're my, especially my dad's starting to, he's like, okay, maybe she isn't, you know, maybe she is going to make a difference in this world. You know, it's not just going to be, she doesn't have to be a doctor to do that, but I do get compared to my sister. She's a nurse. So it's always like, oh, you could have been doing this or you could have been doing that. And one of my best friends just got into med school. My dad goes, that was supposed to be you getting into med school. I'm like, nope, it wasn't supposed to be me getting into med school. I never <laughs> wanted to be a doctor. But um, yeah, it is what it is. Nice. Yeah, for me, like I have like, my thing is I, I want to be a teacher, right? That's like, I, I just want to do like, I feel like I, I want to do something that has an impact on the next generation. And I feel like teaching is the best way to do that. Uh, but, if, you know, if I tell my parents that, they'd be like, what? What's wrong with you? You know, like, yeah. we're going to disown you. So I'm, like, working around it. And, you know, I'm majoring in CIS. And uh, I'm going to get my master's and then eventually, you know, go on to teaching. Um, and then, you know, they can't say anything against that. <laughs> so, <coughs> yeah. What, plus, what, what does CIS stand for? <clears throat> Computer Information Systems. Oh, okay. That's right. Like, I think, like, Naman Han, he talks a lot about that, like, Pursuit of impact, and that's like one thing that like they sees. Like you never have, you have like a pursuit of excellence, pursuit of money, and everything like that. So yeah. Nobody has like impact how we can like pursue to help other people, and that's like that's the only reason like they like they say like doctor, engineer, or something else because like they want to see you make money and like you excel, be successful, but like they forget that like it's more than just that. Man. Yeah, wealth is not just money. That's what people forget. It's not mm-hmm. just money. Yeah, my my roommate's majoring in psychology, which is awesome. Uh, but okay, so his undergrad was uh, he double majored in psychology and English. Man, you have no idea how much crap he got. Uh, like we we gave him so much crap when he was like uh, in his bachelor's, but he's doing his master's in psychology, and humble he's gonna like you know be very successful inshallah. But man, he <laughs> he would get so much crap from all of us, and you know. It's just, it's sad. Sorry, we're talking about family, right? Not friends. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, I mean, the family is the first place, you know, that you ever get peer pressure from. 
that kind that peer pressure it doesn't necessarily have to be stuff like you know following certain trends or stuff like that it could just be something as simple as like you're going to your relative's house and you don't want to because like your friends are hanging out that day but you know your parents you know try to tell you that like you know it's more important to visit your family who like you know live far away than hanging out with your friends who you could easily like reschedule with right like that's also a form of peer pressure yeah yeah like and it also like uh no go ahead also with girls i think that there's like pressure to um to stay like very what's the word <laughs> like not to know a lot about the world um what's there's a word for this uh like sheltered you know so yeah. i know like i have a lot of girls in my ym who are very sheltered and it was because their parents you know were like you only can hang out with these type of people you can only go to these certain places and i'm like this is not good for them because when you have girls in college who don't know how to you know, go out in the real world and fend for themselves, that's not a good thing. So I think there's also like pressure for like, you know, as if we're back home and girls can't do anything and they stay in the house all day, which is not the culture anymore, especially for American Muslims and especially for American Muslim youth girls who, you know, there's more women in college now than there is men. And that goes to say, you know, so it's just the whole thing with in general, Women Wait. are doing a lot of things. Right. Wait, Hafsa. Yeah. Wait, there's something that I, I want to know if you agree with me on this, because this is like something that I feel like girls would understand. Um, there's also, I feel like this pressure where girls are expected to get like these professional degrees, like, you know, be the engineer, doctor, lawyer. But then like the day you get married, you have to be ready to like drop everything. Right. Yep. I know there are so many girls who like, you know, their parents are pressuring them to like, you know, have these like professional degrees and spend like years and years in school but you know they are scared that like you know when they get married they have to like give all of that up and I know so many girls who um you know they went to med school they did all this stuff and then you know after they got married they were told like by their in-laws that like okay you cannot practice medicine because you know you have to stay at home and tend to your like domestic duties and they were like we spent like eight years in school and like all these years doing whatever it is you do you know when you go to med school and like they just had to give all that up so I know there's like this kind of I feel like in our generation now there's kind of this like change in perspective or idea that like you don't have to be like the kind of person who you know has a job but like runs a house and like you know, takes care of the kids, all that kind of stuff. I think there's like this changing mentality where like, you know, you can go to school, you can get a degree, but if you choose to, um, you know, not want to work after getting married, then like, that's okay. You know yeah. what I mean? Cause there's like, there's this one thing where, you know, girls, um, they're like forced to, uh, you know, kind of give everything up like after they get married. But then there's this also like other kind of societal pressure where like if you're not working and cooking and cleaning and doing all this stuff then you're like somehow not an accomplished person you're not a good wife or you're not a good mother yeah and so then like no you like it's basically like a lose-lose situation like if you're a housewife then you're not doing anything but if you're like working then you know you're like neglecting like your house and so I just I feel like there's among like the girls and like the young women like in our generation there's like so many like changing attitudes and there's like a lot more discussion about this and I think it's like really good because people haven't like been talking about it 
that much like, you know, before. And that's why, you know, there's like so much frustration in so many households, but it's changing now. And I think it's great that people are talking about it. Completely agree with you. Sorry, guys, not sorry about like, that. Yeah. Rant. No worries. I mean, <laughs> it's weird because girls are actually having these conversations now. Like college girls are saying, okay, so are you going to work after you get married? Like that's like a real conversation we're having, you know? Yeah. Or what are you going to do if your husband doesn't want you to work? You've been in school for eight years, you know, like it's just, yeah, it's interesting. It sucks. I mean, hopefully you guys don't have crappy husbands that force you not to work. Inshallah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it is getting like, I mean, from the guy side, it's getting harder and harder to provide for a family with a single income. Right. Uh, that's, that's true. And it doesn't make sense for a wife, like for your wife that is very qualified to work and possibly make more money than you to not work. You know, especially uh, even like if it's for, you know, the first few years where you're not having kids or whatever, uh, like at least save up a little bit. It, to me, it doesn't make sense to you know, just have her sitting at home and doing nothing. But yeah, this is this is a very, uh, very big topic that you guys brought up. And I feel like if we talk about this, it's going to be a huge tangent. Um, so we're going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, from the guy side, like, we really don't have a choice. Like, we have to be successful. There's no, we have no, like, second option. Like, we can't be, st- like, yeah, that's true. The stay at, stay at home dad is not really a thing for, for, like, they see guys. Like, that's just not, yeah. That's not something that yeah. was ever talked about. And I mean, I'm talking, not just they see, I'm saying, like, most of the Muslim world, um, in terms of guys. Uh, so that's our side. But I mean, it's obviously not as, that is your guys' side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, know. I mean, I've heard, I know that like, um, I forget who it was, but someone was saying that like the day that their son went to kindergarten, like their first day of kindergarten, they were like, he's like, you know, going to be out of the house every single day for the rest of his life. Not because he's going to go to school 16, 17 years and then, you know, get a job. And then he like has to provide for his family. So like, this is it. He's never going to be home ever again. And I was like, wow, I never really thought of it like that. Yeah, like, and even you know, okay. like Islamically, you have the you have to provide for your family, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's even there is pressure. Not I don't want to say pressure from Islam, but there are certain things you guys have to do. Certain things girls have to do. So it's even that on top, like on top of it, you know, like yeah. you have things to fulfill. Yeah, like my uh, my mom works right, and she also takes care of the house, which is like amazing. Uh, she's like superwoman, but like some like she j- she gets crap from other aunties that don't work and they just stay at home and like do all, like all day like do nothing. And I'm not I'm not dogging out the other aunties. Like obviously they have stuff to do, but yeah, like I see the way like the sometimes they treat my mom and it's like what the heck? Like what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know? Same thing with my mom because she works too, but like yeah, like a lot of other aunties asked. like like a couple friends even told me before. He's like like why doesn't you just stay home? Like, yeah, even, like, like, but since, like, my sister's out now, like, honestly, like, I'm kind of busy now, too, but, like, I, like, I don't, I don't, I don't feel, like, bad that, like, I know she's, like, work, it's work, it's work, but, like, it's just to keep something busy with something, or keep it busy with something, like, it helps, you know, so, like, she doesn't feel lonely or anything like that. Yeah, it's ironic, because my mom's, like, one of the best cooks in the community. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, all the other aunties that stay home, like, you guys can't improve your cooking skills or what? <laughs> anyway, sorry, inventing. All right, so <laughs> let's move on. So we're talking about peer pressure, I think. 
And uh, let's move on. Uh, we, so we talked about family. How about, okay, so this is a new thing. Peer pressure in social media. Right? This is something that's uh, not been discussed that much because social media is kind of new. And it's become uh, like a pivotal part, pivotal part of all of our lives. Right? One, not every single one of us has some sort of social media account. Like we use it every day. And in, in, in a way, it kind of defines us. You know, if you don't have a social media account these days, you basically don't exist in the digital world. And people are like, what the heck? What's wrong with you? So with that, I mean, obviously comes peer pressure. So let's discuss that for a little bit. Anybody have any thoughts? I feel like um, one part of peer pressure on social media is that when something starts to trend, um, a lot of times I feel like when, you know, some kind of tragedy occurs, people, you know, there'll be like an article, like, you know how on Facebook, when you share an article, you can see how many of your friends have shared that article. People will share it and they'll put the hashtag and like, that's, you know, kind of their contribution to society. So many times, like I know that so many people don't even read those articles. They just kind of share it because everyone else is. So they want to like, you know, kind of do their part in being, you know, socially aware. And then they share it and then like, you know, go on with the rest of their lives. And so I feel like in that way, like social media peer pressure has, you know, made people feel like they don't have to feel responsible or like, you know, know what's really happening in the world. Because once you hit the share button, no one, you know, really knows if you call you out on it. Like, yeah. And so it's really sad because there are people who are so dedicated to certain causes. If that person shares an article (coughs) and someone who has no idea what's happening shares an article, you can't tell the difference. Mm -hmm. Especially like if the other person gets more likes. Yeah. That's like slap in the face. But yeah, so I mean, <laughs> like social media, sometimes I don't know if this has ever happened to you guys, but uh, if I go on like Facebook or whatever, and people are talking about a certain subject a lot, and I don't feel like I'm that, um, that into like, it's not, it's not my thing, you know, and it's not something that I would ever talk about, but I feel like I'm pressured into talking about it because so many other people are talking about it. Has that ever happened? That's true. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I feel like I'm like, oh, doing some like a disservice to myself and my friends if I'm not talking about a certain subject. Yeah, I don't know. It's just social media is a very strange world. I mean, we had a whole I feel podcast like on it. <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, I feel like it can also kind of be a good thing, though. Like when you see that something's trending, if you actually choose to read the article, everyone listening, please actually read the article before you share it. Um, yes. Because it's so embarrassing when people don't read it and then they share it. But like, it's like, they I don't want to title. <laughs> yeah, when yeah. they're... When their, like, post does not match what was in the article. I'm like, they don't yeah. go together. Ten amazing things those... about so-and-so. <laughs> and they're just, like, no, random. Or... You know those articles where, like, the title, it's, like, a prank article and the title does not reflect? And then, yeah, that's... So always read the article, everyone. But anyway, um, like, you know, when you see so many people sharing something on social media and then you have no idea what's happening and then you feel pressured into, you know, uh, reading it that that's a form of positive peer pressure because, you know, you're, you feel like, you know, you should be aware about like, you know, what everyone else is talking about. So that could also be a good thing. Do you guys feel like when it comes to peer pressure with social media, there's more negative than there's positive? I think it depends on the situation. I think it also depends on the age group. Yeah. For me, it's all, yeah, for me, it's all about the environment, man. Like if you got good friends, that's like mostly like your friends that you have in real life. Most of them are on social media these days. So, like, if you got cool friends, then, like, you'll read some cool stuff, like, show posts and stuff like that. But, like, but like even, like, that, again, you can have, like, the negative impact. 
as well. Because, like, it matters, like, because, like, your friends are the ones who post stuff that you read. And then again, it's just, like, the friends influence. Same thing. And do you guys, does anybody have Instagram? Yep. Okay. I do, but I don't use it. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, like, Instagram is something interesting where, you know, obviously you put your pictures of whatever you're doing and then, you know, people like it and comment and whatnot. I feel like, I don't know if this is more prevalent with the girls, but if, you know how, like, people, they, they'll, put, they'll put pictures of, like, themselves and, like, what they're doing a lot and people, and they get a lot of attention. Um, is, is that something that's, um, I don't know, for, for guys, it's not that. It's there, but it's not as big, I think, for the girls when you're peer pressured into posting stuff about like what you're doing in order to get that attention because you, you're seeing like other people get it. I think it's, it, for like my group of friends, it's kind of the opposite. If you are posting everything about your life, like we will talk to you about it. Like we'll be like, you need to, you need to rein it back a little bit. Like, you know, um, we had a situation with this. She was just posting everything. I'm like, you do not need to post everything about your life. Like just enjoy your moments without putting it on Instagram. Like, I don't see the point of you putting on Instagram. Like, you know, not everyone needs to know things. So I guess it's just like with my group of friends, we all have an Instagram, but if you go on it, it's just like pictures of like a bird or the sky. It's nothing. (laughs) It's nothing. Yeah. It's nothing like major. And, um, but if you go to the younger girls, I, you know, I coach soccer and there was this one girl who came up to me. She was like so upset. She goes, I lost two followers on Instagram. I went down from 86 to 84 girls, 84 followers. And I'm like, is this what we're complaining about now? And she was so upset. And her sister was like, it is not that big of a deal. She goes, no, it is a big deal to me. And like they got this little argument and she goes, I know who the two people are because you can go find your, like, who unfollowed you and stuff. Right. And oh, yeah. um, she was just like, no. And then she goes, why? I, I'm not, I haven't been able to get over 40 likes on my picture. You know, so I think it goes back to what Sunny, it's like your environment, your friends, and your age group of what it is. Um, but the bigger you are, like, you know, Dina Tokyo <laughs> or... Yeah, as the spats, like the bigger you are, um, I think there's more pressure to post things to get the likes. Yeah, I remember there was a there's an article that I read uh, a while ago, not too long ago, but it was about you know a girl who would post like pictures of herself on Instagram to get likes, and then like she had a huge following, uh, and then she like kind of came out and said like, hey, like the like I'm doing this, uh, you know, to get attention. Like this is like. You know, I'm like pressured into doing this, and I, if I and it was like a whole article about how um, she just like really wanted attention, and that's how she, that's why she did it, stuff like that. Oh, I yeah, yeah, um, I, I know. What you're talking. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was a that was a very interesting article. Um, uh, so okay, so let's um, let's move on to the to peer pressure at work. That's I mean that's that's a whole different dynamic, right? When you're working because. Now you're in a you're in a scenario where most likely you're not going to be surrounded by a huge group, a huge following of Muslims. Maybe you're the only Muslim person at your work, or there's like one or two other people with you, maximum. But you know, there's not really that many people. So the peer pressure at work is uh, completely different. Uh, how did you have something you want to talk about? Yeah, I think like peer pressure at work, man. Like one thing that you're gonna have in the work environment, man, is that like after like you do a stress all day at work. There's always gonna be like those group of guys, like at the end of the day, like or during lunch break, they always take a cigarette break, 
or at the end of the day, you'll have to go to the bar because like that's the way to like deal yeah. with everything that they do at the end of the day. Like where I work, bro, like everybody uh, during lunch break has to smoke smokes a cigarette, and after like a long day, everybody goes to the bar. Like legit, like or like almost everybody. But that's one thing. Like I know, like not everybody's in working world right now, but like like one thing you gotta understand, man, that like. They're gonna tell you, man, like, hey, man, come with us, have like a couple of drinks and stuff like that. But like, you gotta understand, like that. That's gonna be a pre, like, it's gonna be peer pressure as well. Uh, when like when you're in the work environment, and like, of course, you gotta understand, man, like that's like not the way to deal with stress. Bro. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, I get that. Like every other day, like I, my like I work with like mostly people my age, so it's even worse because they're like every night they're like, yo, we're hitting up the part, let's go. I'm like, yeah. mm, I'll pass. <laughs> you know, maybe yeah, next time. Well, like, I'm like, like that's like how they deal with stress, man. Like, yeah. like without it, with the, like, and they can't even have fun without it or anything like that. Like, I was at a wedding one time, and like they were just begging, like the uncles, to like, ha- like let them have like a drinks and like let them have like a couple drinks. I'm like, you can't have fun like sober, bro. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. How, like, why is that? Dude? Like, that's how you deal with it. I'm like, that's insane. Yeah, especially like if you eat zabiha, like it's definitely difficult. I, I'm so I'm the only like Muslim guy at work, and like. Every time, like, we have, like, a, like, office lunch, I have to remind them, like, hey, by the way, uh, make sure to get something, like, vegetarian, because I'm not going to be like, <laughs> yeah. and they're like, oh, my God, this guy. <laughs> and, like, I'll, I'll make a joke that. out of it. But, yeah, it's, uh, um, it's Yeah, same easy. here. We had, a, we had a lunch, and she ordered, I think, seven boxes or eight boxes of pizza. Every single one of them was pepperoni. Every single <laughs> that's wow. rude yo i make them feel Look, super bad when this happens i'm like oh my god like how could you we, be so inconsiderate like what is <laughs> we have like, like we have like work we have like work lunches and she's like she seriously she sees me she goes oh my gosh she's like i completely forgot she's like you don't eat this so they came together and gave me like money to go and get some food because they felt so bad i'm like thank you i get free lunch today but um <laughs> and then also the like pressure for like go ahead all right, go, go ahead, go ahead. Finish your story. No, no, no. I'm done. I'm done. Oh, okay, okay. No, the funny thing is, like, when you're fasting and, like, they're having <laughs> yes. a lunch and they're like, we feel so bad. We're eating in front of you. I'm like, man, you guys are terrible. You're going to hell. <laughs> you know, my uh, boss will walk out. She will not eat in front of me. She's like, nope, I'll go outside and eat. And I'm like, it's not that big of a deal. It's, it's fine. It's funny, but and also with praying, it took me a while to get comfortable and to like actually tell my boss, "Hey, I need to go pray." And um, Subhanallah, when I told her, she was like, "No, no, just go." She's like, "You don't even have to clock out. Like, I know you won't be like you, and you won't be long. So, um, go ahead." And uh, so I just had to, you know, get over it, thinking that she was gonna not judge me, but um, it worked out well for me. All right, so um, let's move on. So peer pressure in terms of how it affects our life in different stages of our life, it's going to affect us differently. You know, when we're a child, when we're a teen, or when we're a young adult, and to obviously when we get to an adult. Um, so when we when we're a child, so I'm th- when I'm saying child, what what would be like the age range? Um, probably like middle to up until middle school. Yeah. Right, you would be a child. Maybe. Yeah. So. Yeah. So the question is like, when does peer pressure take effect in our lives and the different stages of our lives? Well, thing is, well, like these days, kids are smoking cigarettes for their. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say like when I was in elementary school, like peer pressure wasn't 
that big of a deal. But nowadays, like the peer pressure that, you know, we face in middle school, kids are facing in elementary school now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very true. Yeah, it's getting younger and younger. And then obviously, uh, so teens would be high school. Yeah, yeah. middle school, yeah. high school. Yeah, end of middle school and till the end of high school. And then young adult would be college until you graduate and get a job. I think I heard somewhere that they said that seventh grade year is one of the hardest he- hardest years for our children. I don't know what it is about seventh grade year. Yeah, um, everyone wants to forget like seventh. Most of the guys hit puberty probably. Um, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't know, but the, when I think about grade? yeah, seventh grade wow. year is just not fun. But what? How old are you in seventh grade? Are you turning thirteen? Are you turning? No, you're like twelve, thirteen. Twelve, yeah, okay. twelve or thirteen. Yeah. Okay. But it's interesting, and then it gets worse, you know, going into high school, and then you kind of even out when you go to college. Yeah, I remember um, in seventh grade, I was <laughs> like five, four, and then beginning of eighth grade, I was six foot. Oh my <laughs> gosh. It was like, oh, like, do your parents must have been pissed, like, buying you clothes and stuff? <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, I, I had an older brother, so I just got his stuff because he, he was as tall as me. But it was hilarious. Like, I came back to school and people were like, what happened to you? And I'm like, I don't know. I got tall. <laughs> uh, okay, so we kind of talked about this, but how is, um, is peer pressure good or bad? I mean, I feel like that's an objective question to ask, depending on what type of peer pressure you're facing at what stage in your life. Uh, there's obviously good forms of peer pressure. Uh, which is, you know, if you're trying to make good people and they're trying to influence you to good, do good things. Um, I, for me, I remember, you know, Omagra, I don't know if you guys know uh, the Institute. That was uh, that was a pretty good, uh, in terms of peer pressure, it was a good t- form of peer pressure for me because uh, they would, like, be like, hey, you know, this class is coming up, let's go, like, we're going to learn about this, uh, learn about such and such. And then while we're there, obviously, that environment is very, uh, very positive uh, in terms of learning about the dean and whatnot. I mean, obviously, you know, <clears throat> YM is a really great source of positive peer pressure mm-hmm. for all of us. And, like, you know, the great thing about it is that because it's, you know, on a weekly or biweekly basis, like, you know, you're seeing everyone really consistently and really frequently. And so, um, you know, you always have that positive influence and that positive peer pressure, you know, coming your way, like, every single week. Yeah, hopefully. And, like, everyone grows together, too. Yeah, hopefully. Um, and it's really great because a group uh, on the side that yeah goes to YM and then comes to smoke weed. Yeah, I'm not saying yeah, anything no. about anything about anyone. You know, especially not my my not my internet. But yeah, you should definitely not do that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I was telling my girls at NN our, our NN this week. I was just saying, you know, the hadith about the blacksmith and the musk seller. If you want to. Yes. You have to hang out with righteous people to be a righteous person. You know, I'm like, if you want to hang out with your bad influences, you're going to smell like, just like the Hadith says, you're going to smell, you're going to smell badly. So um, I always tell them, like, you have to make sure that you have good people around you. You, you think that you're going to be that one good person out the group, but the more you hang out with them, the more you pick up their set, the more you pick up their habits. So I, it's always important to hang around righteous people. The people who are going to call you out and tell you, hey, you need to fix this or, you know, keep doing this and pushing you in the right direction. So there's obviously like negative forms of peer pressure, too. Right. And 
I guess, what are some tips for us to kind of get rid of negative peer pressure? I think the first step would be figuring out that, hey, you're being peer pressured negatively. Because the whole point of peer pressure is you don't really feel it. <coughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, first step of figuring out a problem is, like, knowing that like, there actually is one. And, like, like if you don't, like, get open up, I'm not even there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think people... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I think another part of peer pressure is that, like, you know, we're hardly, you know, 100% at the receiving end. Like, if we're in a group of friends, like, friends influence each other. So, like, you know, if you are, you know, if you feel that you're being, you know, negatively peer pressured, then, you know, you have to assess, like, if you're also contributing to negatively peer pressuring, peer pressuring other people in the group, even if that's, you know, like, if, you know, there's, like, something negative going on and you're staying silent and, you know, not saying anything to stop it, you're contributing to peer pressure, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a yep. friend of mine who, his thing was, he would intentionally join, I don't want to say, like, bad groups of people, but um, people that, you know, weren't as great in in the Muslim world. And he would try and, like, influence them positively. Uh but and he didn't but he didn't like think that hey they would kind of affect me in a bad way too and obviously right. his intentions are like were super good like he's trying to influence them to do something better but over time like we could all see that he was getting influenced by them as well you know i'm not saying that he didn't influence them obviously he influenced them uh, in some way shape or form but they also influenced him to do some bad things as well and he didn't consider that um, to to an extent yeah, peer pressure goes both ways. So, okay, this is an interesting question. Have has any of you been um have any of you? Well, have <laughs> have any of you been the ones that peer pressured others uh to do good or okay. bad things? Yeah? What'd you do, Wahaj? Well, like I like if my friends are being lazy, man, I always push them around. If I like so my thing is man, like if you're not busy, you're gonna find yourself busy doing the wrong thing, you know? Like, That's so busy, true. If you're not busy with work or school, like, or involved in budget or anything like that, you're going to get busy with something else. You're going to do something stupid. Like, the way I look at it, man, like, I always, like, I'm always telling my friends, man, is that you're going to school, right? And they're like, yeah, I'm going to school. What else are you doing? If they don't have an answer or anything like that, I'm like, then, like, you're wasting your time, man. Because especially when you're in college, man, it's not like high school, bro. Like, like yeah. high school, you, go to eight, you have, like, eight hours of class, man. Like, in college, you got, like, two hours of class a day maximum three or four then you're done and like like some days you don't even have class so like you gotta be doing something else besides that so like that's the that's the way i get my i give peer pressure to my friends is that man keep yourself busy man like uh, like either like some like some dudes just need to get a job uh or like like or if anything else, like if you don't want to get a job then like get involved in something else you right know? like uh, clubs like msa is a good one yeah. to get involved with yeah. All right, Tafsa. So it's time for your psych, psych class analysis. Where's <laughs> yours? Okay. Well, uh, we took this. Cl- I took this class, and in the class we taught, we were talking about peer pressure. Um, we were actually it was a child development class, and we talked about how peer pressure does not exactly exist. That um, every person is inclined to hang out with a certain group of people naturally. So when a parent or mentor or anyone goes, oh, they just ended up hanging, they just fell into the wrong crowd. 
no, they didn't really fall into the wrong crowd. They just found their crowd. Um, so if you are, let's just throw it out there. If you start, let's say smoking weed or something like that, they said you were naturally inclined to smoke it anyway, but you just found the right group of people to do it with. Um, that's why they say for a lot of times it's really hard when someone gets into the wrong crowd for them to come out of it because that's where they feel like they belong. Um, so even when you look at Islam, they say the righteous people will hang with the righteous people. Um, it's not like you go looking for righteous people. You just kind of end up with the righteous people. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like though there, there has to be some sort of influence, right? Cause you don't, I mean, yeah. nobody grows up thinking that, Hey, I'm going to smoke weed when I grow up, you know, th- no, no, that, no, they, that influence yeah, has to come thing. from somewhere. So th- that's what the, that's why it's like kind of, it was like a really good discussion because they were like, you're not aware of how you naturally are. Um, or where you're inclined to go. Mm-hmm. So um, you don't grow up to say, I want to be a leader. You naturally become a leader. You don't seek leadership. Leadership comes to you. So it's the same thing with friends. You don't, you don't seek out who you really hang out with. It's just who you kind of drift towards anyway, naturally. So it was a good discussion. I don't know if it's completely true, but it's a, it's a good way to think of, okay, well, am I, do I have more, influence over myself than I think I do. I can't blame other people for solely influencing every bad decision or good decision that I do. Maybe I am naturally a good person, or maybe I tend to do things that are not what's best for me. And that's my fault, not someone else's fault. Right. Right. Thank you for undermining everything that we talked about for like an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Not undermining, just bring a different perspective. (laughs) I'm just messing around. All right. So I think that's it. Does anybody have any any, uh, closing comments? Remarks, questions. If not, then you know. Thank you guys for listening. I uh, hope you guys benefited. Uh, I know I did uh, from Hafsa Psych class. <laughs> um, and we'll see you guys next time. So I want to go. Allahumma